botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Reel Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we are jumping into the multiverse with Spider-Man No Way Home. And we're actually joined by two additional guests. We said we had two guests that, like, I teased last week. We're going to have two guests. Or not, maybe not two guests. Was that a couple weeks ago? Tobey Maguire and Andrew... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Are here on the podcast? No. Uh, We actually got Jeff. Back here from the Wonder Woman 1984 podcast, Jess, my brother. And we also got Jacob back as well from uh, most recently Red Notice. Yeah. So, Jeff, how's it going? It's going good. I'm really excited to be back. I feel like I should have been back earlier, Um, but I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited for this one. If I start fangirling too much, just tell me to calm down. (laughs) No, we we encourage the fangirling. Yeah, because it's Spider-Man. If you... Anyone knows the no anyone that knows Jeff is a huge fan of Spider-Man. So, fangirl all you want, man. <laughs> How about you, Jake? How are you, how's it going? It's going great. I'm excited to be back here on the Weekly Reel, especially to jump in with this very special episode. Um, I'm looking forward to all the things we're going to talk about. Yeah, this is definitely a Weekly Reel first where we actually do have two guests on on the same podcast four-man pod and so i wanted to ask you guys both and we'll start with jeff on this one on a scale of one to three thousand how much were you anticipating spider-man no way home oh oh man i would say i would say it's maxed out at three thousand for me (laughs) i figured it would (laughs) i was maxed out like from I tried to hold myself back when I saw the trailers and everything, but when I was once I was in the theater, I don't know. I started getting really tired. I think my body was so tense and it was draining energy so quickly. I said, "Okay, just calm down and breathe. Otherwise, I'm going to pass out like halfway through the movie." <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, put uh, I guess put any spider gear on? Uh, shirt, a mask? I don't know. Web shooters? You know me too well. You know me too well. Yeah, I actually had my Avengers uh, t-shirt on. So then Spider-Man nice. was on there. So, yeah. Nice. Represent. Nice. Well, Jacob, same question. Uh, one to 3,000, how much were you anticipating No Way Home? Honestly, with all the build-up, all the rumors we heard building up to this movie, I'd say it was about a... I, I have to say maxed out, too. But... um. <laughs> There was like a lot of stuff that I was trying to avoid because I wasn't able to see it like as soon as I wanted to. And so it didn't really hit me that I was watching it until I really I sat down in the theater and was watching the previews and then the you know the MCU intro came on and I was like, "Wow, this is it." Trying to mentally prepare myself in those moments. Yeah. 
But uh, man, I was. This is easily one of the most anticipated for me, at least, uh, MCU movies. Man, yeah, that cold open though. But we'll get into all that later on. Yeah, because we're going to talk about Spider-Man in just a bit. But before we do that, let's get into the podcast ritual. Because you guys have been here before, but if you forgot, uh, the podcast ritual is where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that we watched in the last week. Something that you want to mention real quick. Uh, Ken, what did you actually watch this week? Okay, um, I wanted to watch something that was related to kind of what we're talking about. I started re-watching Daredevil. On Netflix because of a certain scene that happened in No Way Home and, uh, you know, stuff that's been going on elsewhere in the MCU without any spoilers. Uh, I just forget how good Daredevil was. Um, You know, I'm still about halfway through season one, which is arguably one of my favorite seasons of television ever. I remember, uh, Jeremy, a couple weeks ago... uh, I think it was during our uh, MCU episode with AJ, you were talking about how this was actually your f- absolute favorite mm-hmm. Marvel TV show. And so I had to revisit it for obvious reasons. So, so good. When you said Daredevil, I thought you said that you were mentioning the <laughs> Ben Affleck one. Like, man, you're brave. With John Favreau as Foggy? <laughs> yes. Maybe I did. And I just want to, like, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, man. I was like, oh. Is that uh, also part of the multiverse? <laughs> ben Affleck is Daredevil. Make it canon, Kevin Feige. <laughs> He's foggy and happy. He has really weird nicknames. <laughs> it's all a part of the multiverse. <laughs> the metaverse. The, yes. Well, kind of. <laughs> Do we want it to be, though? That's the question. Uh, Jake, what'd you watch? Um, well... I think the one I'm gonna talk or just mention is uh, uh, the the anime I've been watching recently called Demon Slayer. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but with season two releasing recently, the new episodes coming out weekly, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. So if nobody, if any of you listeners haven't watched it yet, I, I definitely suggest you give it a watch. Yeah, I've only watched like the first episode and that in itself was crazy then i got busy so i'm like dang i have to put this on i have to postpone this just a bit so i'm kind of excited to go through the first season yeah it's definitely uh worth the watch and a rewatch because after the first episode like you said it was crazy but it just gets even crazier from there so uh how about you jeff i don't know if jacob was looking at my notes but I also started watching Demon Slayer, or I have been watching Demon Slayer. What well. are the odds? <laughs> Crazy. Um, so I, I guess I'll mention I have been watching Hawkeye uh, recently. Um, so that's just been, I think you know what's really nice about Hawkeye has been that it's been so grounded compared to a lot of um, Loki, especially, which is a, which is another show that I really liked. Um, so. Yeah, for me it's been Hawkeye and Demon Slayer. Jake, are you are you caught up? Like, did you finish season one? Yeah, I actually I finished season one, watched the movie, and caught up on season two. Oh, and okay. just wow, that's yeah, all I yeah. can say is wow. Maybe we'll have our own podcast on Demon Slayer. Maybe <laughs> I can produce it for you guys. You I'm go. all for it. Sweet. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff, have you watched the finale yet for Hawkeye? No, not yet. Not yet. 
Good to know. I'm glad I asked because uh, no spoilers for me. I watched it at midnight last night. I was thinking about doing that too, but uh, I think I was too tired. I was like, oh, I need, really need to focus in for this episode, especially what happened at the end of the one before. But <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's all I'll say. Yeah, Jake, that was uh, pretty crazy in the last episode of Hawkeye. Uh, but for me, I actually been watching. I think I mentioned this show on the first season of the podcast. I think it, it's called The Rookie, starring Nathan Fillion. The whole cop show. Honestly, I haven't been really feeling like going into watching something like super serious or dark and all that stuff. I just want kind of a show that I can sit down, relax, have some good laughs and drama at the same time. So that's kind of my go-to, just like veg out tv show i've seen some uh like previews for that show and i always wondered if it was like it looked good but i didn't know if it was actually worth watching would you say it is i would say it is it's it but it is like one of those uh week to week type of procedural cop shows Mm, so yeah but you know there's some mini arcs once in a while hey jeremy uh remind the audience again where, where can they stream it if they're interested in watching Oh, yeah. Uh, the Rookie is on Hulu. So, and if you guys want to watch Hawkeye, that's on Disney+. Plus. Demon Slayer, I think, is, is still on uh, Netflix, isn't it? Netflix, Hulu. I've been watching on Hulu. Oh, okay. And Daredevil, also on Netflix. Yes. All of uh, those, not sponsored. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Still not sponsored by any, any of those, especially Disney+. Plus. Do it, guys. Do it. Because I need to watch Book of Boba Fett somewhere. <laughs> hey, that's coming up pretty soon. Oh, I know, shoot. we might have to talk about that on the, the newsreel. Alright guys, let's talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. But I guess we, we already kind of threw out some spoilers, but I guess this is the official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie yet, audience listeners, um, go watch it in theaters. It's in theaters right now. I would say it's a it's a decently a good time <laughs> uh, for for a Spider Man movie. But if you guys don't know what it's all about, uh, Spider Man No Way Home, his identity is now revealed. Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When the spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider Man. And just like. Every other, well, not every other episode. We have this little thing here, guys, called the the double feature, and so the double feature is basically about asking us, uh, asking each other, topic questions that we don't really know what we're gonna ask. Usually, like if it was just me and Ken, I would ask Ken a question that he wouldn't expect, and then back to me, he would actually ask a question back to me. That's why it's kind of called the double feature, and we don't know what we're gonna ask each other. Obviously, the twist here with all four of us is that there's four of us. <laughs> so it's going to be a bit of a chaotic mess, but I'm all up for it. And so Jeff is actually going to be the first one to throw out the first question for the double feature. All right, guys, I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say. Um, so my question is, I know that between the four of us, we have quite a bit of range in terms of our age. So my question is, how does this Spider-Man, uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, compare to your childhood version of, or perception of Spider-Man um, when you guys were kids? Mm. Um, 
Okay, so for me, I'll take this one first. Uh, Tom Holland, I feel like um, compared to, well, again, uh, I'm the oldest out of the bunch. So my quote unquote childhood uh, Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. And uh, I don't know, it's a, it's actually refreshing to me, especially when Tom Holland got cast, uh, I guess, five or so years ago, for, uh, right before Homecoming. Actually, no, Civil War, when he made his first appearance. Um, it was refreshing that he actually sounded like, looked like, <laughs> uh, like an actual high school student uh, versus uh, Tobey Maguire. Even though Tobey Maguire has always kind of had a baby face, um, I mean, in, in the Raimi trilogy, uh, it, it was just pretty cool that they were able to cast him so perfectly. And um, in terms of um, Tom Holland, there are certain things. And man, again, Jeremy... From a couple of weeks ago, when you're talking about Tony Stark's <laughs> death scene, uh, there are now things that I cannot unsee or unhear um, that we may have kind of maybe a little bit revisited um, here in No Way Home. Uh, for me, it, it I, I thought the casting overall was a really good one. Uh, Tobey Maguire is still a classic to me. Uh well, he'll always have a special place in my heart because, I mean, that's where I grew up on for the longest time. Um, those first two movies, we'll just say, spoiler alert for later, those first two movies were always, uh, like, I think where my superhero film fandom started, uh, that and the Batman films. I think I'll take a crack at this one next, but um, I'd have to say that for me... Um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is also what I would say is my childhood Spider-Man because that was really the first superhero set of movies that I got into and really um, like started to do even some research about because I was so into it. Um, but how would this one compare? I, like, like Ken said, it was like nice to see someone that actually looked and sounded like they were in high school. So I thought... I thought that was pretty good. Um, in terms of how I would compare Tom Holland's Spider-Man to, you know, like what my perception of Spider-Man was before, um, I'd say that this was more in tune with how I really envisioned Spider-Man in terms of how he lives his life and um, the kind of, you know, the priorities that he has. I feel like in the earlier Spider-Mans, we didn't really see them have a chance to try and live out their high school lives. They kind of realized what it was to be the tr the quote-unquote true Spider-Man early. So we didn't... They kind of aged early, you know what I mean? They matured into the person that they needed to be to be the hero that they wanted to be before we got to see really how it affected them changing into, you know, to the mature hero that they're supposed to be. And for Tom Holland, I guess it was the first, maybe this one was the first one where he actually understood what he needed to do, like personally, or the sacrifices that he needed to make. Yeah, I'll, hmm, that's a, that's a tough question. Because um, live action Spider-Man uh, would be Tobey Maguire first um, as a childhood reference. But when when you said childhood, the first thing that came to mind was actually Spider-Man the Animated Series for me. Because well, I think that was 1994 when that came out. Um, but even then, he was already grown up in college in in the TV show. 
uh, in that cartoon. So it's always been like an older Spider-Man uh, for the cartoon, then the Raimi trilogy, then eventually Andrew Garfield, but uh, before Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But mostly comparing it to the cartoon version, I always, like, Spider-Man was always, like, especially the way it was drawn, he was kind of like this big dude, even though, you know, he's in college or whatever, and he's Spider-Man, usually he's not that big of a dude, um, and comparing it with Tom Holland's, but it's like all Spider-Man have this through line with all of them, which is basically, um, Spider-Man always seems to get in the way of Peter Parker stuff. No matter what yeah. Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always some type of like sacrifice that he has to make. I didn't feel the weight of that sacrifice for Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man that much in Far From Home and in Homecoming. Because the, the, the stuff that he was worried about, it was like high school stuff. A little bit lower level on the priority list. But now going into No Way Home, it's a little... The stakes are <laughs> get... get Pretty high. I'll just say that. Yeah. I just kind of adding to what you were saying. Um, a great point. Cause I completely agree in that. Um, I feel like it was a nice progression because, you know, with the stakes and everything of homecoming and far from home, it was literally just high school, like, you know, stuff, the issues that high school students should be dealing with, you know, and obviously he's still like uh, a quote unquote adventure. Oh, he turns into an adventure in, in far from home, but you get um, you get to actually see him kind of mature in that way where now it seems like he's they're setting him up to kind of experience what his predecessors um, experienced. You know, he's now, move, you know, moving on his own in the city. He's got his own like crappy, shitty apartment or whatever. And so hopefully, you know, if we do see more appearances with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, hopefully, um, then we'll kind of get to see that kind of maturity because it seems like obviously he's been a kid. He's having to kind of lean on like different adult figures, I guess. Yeah. I think um, I have to kind of go off of what Jem said. Um, If I were to like answer my own question, um, my Spider-Man, at least from as far back as I can remember is the, um, the animated series Spider-Man. And like Jem said, he, he is like an older version and more mature and everything. Um, but I, what I appreciate about Tom Holland's Spider-Man, even though, like you guys have mentioned, the stakes have been more like high school and they haven't been so high so far. Um, I think that Spider-Man has always been a character that the normal person can relate to. Mm. And even though I'm not in high school anymore, um, I remember back back then which is farther than i i think um (laughs) if i were in high school i i those those same feelings those same insecurities and so forth you know i can relate to um so i think that even though um these these the stakes weren't as high in homecoming and far from home um just the fact that we can still relate to the character in high school. Ho- hopefully, like high school students nowadays can still relate to Spider-Man. Um, you know, I think that's what makes him so, you know, such a great character to follow. Um, but now that it's um, with No Way Home, the fact that the stakes are even higher, you know, just elevates, I think, Tom Holland's uh, representation of Spider-Man, you know, so much higher, so... 
Yeah, just to add on to what you said um, about how, like, the first two movies, like you said, the stakes, like all of you guys said, the stakes weren't as high. And um, we got really got to see him as a kid. And I think that's what made Tom Holland's Spider-Man so relatable for so many people. And then we get to this movie, and I think that this movie really made me understand the most what that sacrifice entails. Because we saw, like, how he is, and we kind of grew up with Tom Holland into being from this kid from uh, Queens, right? Yeah. And then he matured a little bit, and then he gets to this point in his life to where he has to really sacrifice basically his entire life. And so I think that how they um, took their time to get to that point where he does have to make that sacrifice just made everyone realize like how much he really had to give up. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really like how you mentioned how um, we get to see Tom Holland grow because imagine if you're in high school, right? And you're watching Tom Holland and you're like, oh man, I can relate to him. So it's like you're really, as you're getting older, Tom Holland's character is getting older. So as you face bigger challenges as you get into college and you know into your adult life, even if you even if you weren't in high school when Tom Holland first started, you know as you get older, it's almost like um, you're, the the challenge that you the challenges that you face are are greater. So to see Tom Holland overcome those challenges, you know, I think it's just it 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 adds like inspiration. Um, so I think that's really exciting. I like how you pointed that out, Jake. Yeah, kids, if you're if you're watching Tom Holland in high school or being Peter Parker and all that stuff, I guess the takeaway is, and it's like you know, once you leave high school. Everyone forgets about you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the Doctor Strange's spell. <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone just forgets about you. You know, your friends from high school, they forget about you. Your aunt, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> she died, so. Well, you know, it's interesting because that's what happens, right? As, you know, you lose people. Yeah. Um, on a seri- more serious on more, yeah. seri- more serious note, but yeah, yeah. It happens, yeah, for sure. Like I said it in a funny package, but it it's secretly in a very tragic adult it happens. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh my question that I wanted to throw out for you guys. I was talking, you know, with our friend Cameron and he had some insight on the movie as well, because you know, we watched it with him. And uh he said that loss and suffering is what really defines Spider-Man. I was like, dude, I gotta take that, Cameron. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got to take that. And so I turned it into a, the topic question for, for me. I wanted to ask, because there's a lot that happens in this movie. Uh, what was the saddest moment of the movie for you? So it doesn't have to be like a whole scene. It can be like a really snippet. It could be like just a look of a character. But what was the saddest moment of the movie for you? I'll go ahead and uh, answer this one first. Honestly, man, you're I'm getting all the feelings like rushing back into my head. I can like feel my heart sinking when I just think about this scene, but um one scene that really just that was pretty sad to me was when at the very end when he goes and sees um Ned and oh. MJ. Mm-hmm. And crushed. Oh man. And he talks to her, he's trying to he's getting ready, like memorizing what he's gonna say to her. But then he's ordering his coffee, and, and when she moves that little piece of hair and he sees the Band-Aid, 
And then that look he gets on his face where he's like, I don't want to do anything that puts like her in danger anymore, you know? So he just says, you know, I'll save this for a different time. And the look on his face, you could really tell that he, like how devastated he was, but he also understood that it's the best thing for her and the best thing to keep her safe and away from danger and stuff like that. And the fact that she was still wearing the the necklace that he gave her in Far From Home. Oh, the oh, the, the broken uh, me, Black Dahlia necklace. Yeah. Right? Oh, she was one. wearing it? Yeah, yeah. she was wearing it still in the uh, still donut shop. It. Oh, man. I didn't notice that the first time. <laughs> I need to watch it again. Yeah, but I, yeah, I have to say that when I saw that part, that also added to um, the, ma- the maturity of Tom Holland's Spider-Man and how he understood that there's like a greater good other than what's best or what he think might be best for him. Well, for me, okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit because mine is kind of in two parts. It's like a, a 1A, 1B type mm. of scene because they're kind of connected. I'm going to talk about that one scene um, when we kind of catch up with uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, and he's on top of the, uh, he's on the roof of the school. And, you know, you get the whole, like, um, MJ and Ned just embracing him and just, like, consoling him because he's, like, hella sad for, you know, losing Aunt May. And then all of a sudden we get, obviously, um, we have already done the spoiler alert. So we get Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, and we get um, Andrew Garfield just coming in. And then they're actually, you know, like, Tom Holland, Peter Parker is saying, you you have no idea what, you know, what, it, how it feels. And you get Andrew Garfield mentioning how he lost Gwen. Uh, and then you get, uh, uh, obviously, we get uh, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker mentioning him losing Uncle Ben and how it was his fault. So, and they're both doing the same thing. And dude and then when they uh when they were talking about how uh i'm sorry when tom holland peter parker was talking about the last thing that aunt may said where with great power and then when toby Maguire finishes comes great responsibility i was like oh my goodness it was just nuts uh it was just it built in that connection across the multiverse and and then later on we get to actually and this is where i kind of cheat this is where Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, man, he comes in after, I guess, Green Goblin swoops Tom Holland away and he ends up saving MJ and he kind of basically has his redemption arc where he gets actually saved. And that moment when he's like basically breaking down and MJ even has to ask, are you okay? My goodness, I almost shed some tears. <laughs> it was, it was, ah, that, that whole part, ugh. So it was powerful. Yeah, very powerful, very deep. I have to agree. I have to agree. Like those two um, scenes that you and you and Jacob have mentioned so far, um, just you know, it just hits you deep in the heart. Um, I I almost wanted to say the same one as Jake, uh, but I'll I'll mention another sad scene um, that I well a scene that I thought was very sad. Which was uh, a scene a little bit more in the beginning of the movie, when you know everybody knows about Peter. Everybody knows that Peter is Spider Man, right? And they're trying to uh, Peter, Ned, and MJ are trying to get into MIT, 
And they all open their MIT letters together. Mm, and they all yeah. find out that they're not accepted. And then that moment when Ned reads his his letter and says, due to recent circumstances or so or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that look on Peter's face, like he realizes that this is his fault. And and you know, that that guilt that he 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 was um he was showing it just it i felt it deepen you know in myself because there are a lot of things that i i uh regret or i wish that i have done before and i think it hits it hits differently when it's someone that you care about when it's someone else because if it's you that's going through it like i didn't get into school or into the college that i wanted to but at least my friends did at least my best friend did right at least my girlfriend did but because of me that they didn't I mean, I felt like, you know, that was, that was so, so tragic. Oh man, that's an underrated one. That one's good. I completely forgot about that scene. Yeah, that was a good one, man. Cause it's just like in the beginning and it kind of, that's where it all starts, right? Where the spiral starts happening in this movie. That's a good one. Um, for me, it's when Aunt May dies. Well, not exactly that moment, but after so it's like the police came shot him up a little bit and then he's just he doesn't know what to do right obviously it's like like uh mj wants to press the button on the little cube thing to send everyone back but peter's just there like basically it's it's raining it's uh pouring on his face and all that stuff like kind of hiding but you can still see the tears in his eyes while he's watching this uh newscast of freaking j jonah Jonah jameson's Mm -hmm. like just still crapping on him even though (laughs) of all people right (laughs) of all people and it's like oh yeah see now it's like someone died and all that stuff and spider-man is responsible and all that stuff and it's just like dang dude like i just remember on my second viewing um a lady behind me was like man it's like basically he's he already just lost his aunt and like he's still getting like kicked while he's on the ground pretty much by jameson and just that shot of him staring at jameson's like huge screen it's like ah that was such a the imagery in that scene was like perfect for me Mm -hmm. yeah just to add to that um even the the pan over to uh happy hogan even though he just kind of appeared out of nowhere i felt like it was just kind of convenient that he shows up just to just to ratchet up the the emotional like stakes i guess Man, uh, when Happy Hogan just realized what's happening and that even though obviously it was a fling that was already flung uh, for comedic purposes, you you could tell that, you know, he did have uh, feelings for her and everything. And obviously, you know, he I'm sure he he wants to look over uh, Peter and he sees the anguish that Peter is going through with basically losing like his last like blood relative uh that happens to be like you know like kind of like a parental figure and you see that in oh man like even the look on happy hogan's face was uh was man it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah seriously like he was like peter run and all that stuff and the freaking cops are all shooting at him it reminded me of uh in robocop when the police started shooting robocop but anyway <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet you no one uh, connected RoboCop to Spider-Man. No <laughs> in the me. world, you would, you would go. <laughs> Just me, I guess. Uh, I do want to involve our audience though, because. Uh, we love all the topic questions that you guys give us, but sometimes we just want to know. We want to hear from you guys once in a while. And uh, the question I wanted to throw out was, which live-action Spider-Man film series did you enjoy the most? So that could be either like the Raimi trilogy, the Mark Webb trilogy, or I guess the MCU slash Sony Tom Holland trilogy. When, oh, I said Mark Webb trilogy. That's my bad. <laughs> just the two of them. <laughs> So the the out of the live action one, so no into the Spider Verse, but uh, uh, Jeff, did you actually have a one that you want to pick out of the three? Yeah, out of the three, I would have to go with the Raimi series. Um, for one, it was the one that I grew up with, um, and when when I thought about Spider Man, when I was in my childhood, when I saw him in the animated series, and I even played Spider Man in video games, like PlayStation one and everything. Um, and I saw the first Spider Man of, of the Raimi series for the first time. I was like, it, it was like they took him straight out of the comics, straight out of the, the video game and, and made him into live action. And I was like, this is amazing. And then obviously, or not so obviously, but for me, like Spider-Man 2 was amazing. And even though Spider-Man 3 was, you know, kind of off, um, you know, I had grown up with the character already. Uh, so the Raimi series for me. You're amazing. You're <laughs> <laughs> no, you're amazing. I want you to say it. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta stop with this uh, stuff, self-deprecating talk. You gotta, you gotta talk yourself up how about you jake though uh out of the live action spider-man films trilogy du- duology <laughs> duology <laughs> oh yeah so for me i'd say i'm gonna have to go with uh tom holland spider-man the mcu and um i think it's because how much i was able to like relate to the character and really feel this time how like how heavy the sacrifice really is to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, it's, I did like Jess said, I, I did also like the, the Raimi trilogy and it was the first one that I watched and it was like what really got me into Spider-Man. But I think that the way Spider-Man was portrayed in uh, the MCU series and the Tom Holland's, I think that was the one that I could, that really related to me and, that made me understand, you know, what it really takes to be a superhero, to be Spider-Man. Ooh, all right, yeah, so, yeah, let us know, guys, all you listeners out there, what's your favorite live-action, or which live-action Spider-Man film series do you enjoy the most? Um, Ken, if they wanted to reach out to us on, like, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where could they find us? Yeah, for um for the social medias, you can follow us at Weekly Real across the board, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if they want to email us, because you know we we have the email, we could go a little old school. It's gonna be um the the weekly podcast for movies, really good at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> I'm already cringing. I mean, the podcast <laughs> audience can't uh, actually see me, but I'm really cringing hard right now. That really isn't the correct one because the correct one is weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. And with that, let's uh, take a quick break. 
All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And uh, as Jeremy mentioned at the top of the, the episode, you know, we're talking about how we do have a season three, uh, I guess, segment called the double feature. I mean, we thought it would be appropriate since we do have two guests, Jeremy. Uh, we figured that, you know, what, with four of us, we figured we'd do another double feature. You know what? So we're going to call this the double double feature. And so um, same premise, except now we got Jacob's question. So, Jacob, do you want to go ahead and ask uh, us your question uh, from No Way Home? Your burning question, actually. This is a good question, I hope. But <laughs> um, before that, I just want to say never in my life did I ever think I'd see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland on the same screen all playing Spider-Man. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, when they hugged each other, yeah, oh, man. Oh, I was like, oh, I needed that for something. Like, I didn't know I needed it, <laughs> but I, yes, <laughs> when, they, yes. when they hugged, I was like, oh, I, for, I needed that so much. And he's like, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank all three of you. And on the that. other end of that spectrum, the fact that they did the meme twice, yeah. like once in the lab and then once at the Statue of Liberty, the pointing meme. I was like, yes, yeah. this is what I needed. <laughs> I think it was, was so it was so fitting how Garfield was on one side of uh, Tom Holland and Toby was on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when perfect. they hugged, right? When they hugged. Yeah, when they hugged, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that was so... Yeah, that was a great scene. But anyways, uh, here's my question. How do you guys feel about Ned being able to open portals? And what do you think that it could possibly lead to? Ooh, I'll take this one first. Uh, nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Because he <laughs> forgot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know if they're going to do it just for a gag. But at the same time, they like Doctor Strange even was impressed. He like looked at it. It's like, you opened that yourself, huh? He's like... Yeah, it's like, huh? <laughs> and that was it. He just got like a slight acknowledgement from Doctor Strange. I wouldn't be surprised if, who knows? I'm gonna just throw. I'm gonna be pessimistic and say Ned becomes a villain <laughs> later on. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna. And he betrays his best friend. And he betrays his best friend uh, because they're not best friends anymore. He doesn't remember. That's and then true. Um, I bet he's gonna become a villain. Who knows uh, if somehow he's going to use some dark magic or something to actually like regain those memories uh, at the very end of when he's trying to uh, kill Peter Parker and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, I remember. But then Ed, Ned ends up dying or something like that because that's how most Spider-Man villains go. But then in, in the tragic hero type of way. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, I, that was, I feel like uh, one of the more underrated scenes, uh, funny <laughs> scenes in, in the lab when he was like, I will never betray you. <laughs> yeah. And I like when he asked uh, Toby's Peter, like, oh, do you have a best friend? And Pe like Peter, that Peter obviously is, he's gone through a lot of stuff. <laughs> so it's like when he explained, oh, yeah, like my best friend, he tried to kill me. And he died in my arms. And he died in my arms. <laughs> Just the way he like delivered <laughs> yeah. that. Because it's something like Toby's Peter would say, take it very seriously. And then Ned's like, oh, oh shoot. <laughs> uh -huh. And now he's all and then worried the about... The awkwardness at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even Peter, like Andrew Garfield... <laughs> yeah. Even Andrew Garfield looked like uh, over his shoulder like, dang. Not even my not I guess Harry from his, but it's like, oh, we're not going to mention that Harry. <laughs> 
the acknowledgement from Andrew Garfield when he just kind of like tapped the net on the shoulder and he gave him that look of acknowledgement. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I was cracking up more than I should have. You know, it was so funny, but so sad at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to answer your question, Jake, um, with Ned, yeah, I'd, honestly, it's kind of hard to see where they're going to go with uh, For me, it's kind of hard to see where they're going to go with it. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that he has the, the, um, these powers. Um, I don't want to be as pessimistic as Jeremy that he's going to turn into a villain, but <laughs> I feel like, um, I don't know. Ned is going to go through some sort of like character, uh, um, uh, character change or some sort of like maturity because he's always kind of been this joking sort of supporting character right but i think maybe they can use this opportunity to i don't know make him more mature later on and become part of like uh i guess just become more mature later on and that way like more of the more audience can take him seriously Mm. um so i i think i think that's where it's it might go um but other than that, I, I can't think of other ways that he, where they can expand from that. But I'm sure they have something planned. Yeah, going off of what um, you, both you and Jeremy said, I honestly didn't even think about the fact that Ned forgot that he has the ability to open portals. Because his, because prob- I mean, probably he did because that was related to Peter, right? Mm, maybe. Um, and then the fact that he forgot, it really gives him a lot of freedom to pretty much go anywhere they want to with that story in my opinion so what about you ken well actually before i chime in on this uh wait did did dr strange take back his sling ring or whatever they call it he yeah he did oh he, he did. did okay <laughs> I, when dr strange first came in and then he like basically levitated towards himself and took everything okay i i I, com- I completely forgot obviously but uh, to answer your question, I don't know. I feel like there there might be a chance where we get to see Ned in some other things, you know, where he's kind of stepping out of the shadow just because now they, they're strangers now. They don't actually know each other anymore. And uh, it kind of gives the, uh, it opens up the opportunity for potentially Doctor Strange or Wong in a future maybe sequel. And I, I don't necessarily think he would appear in uh the next Doctor Strange in the multi multiverse of madness, but maybe in a future, what third Doctor Strange movie where they need to um, recruit as many uh, possible sorcerers or people that may have that clairvoyance to be able to kind of do that sort of thing, they may reach out to Ned and he may play an integral part, like outside of um, Peter Parker's shadow. So I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic here. But I kind of like the whole he turns into a villain thing that Jeremy was saying mm-hmm. <laughs> just because they touched on it in the lab. Yeah, I agree, honestly. There's there's just so many things that they can do with it. Um, to try and answer my own question, I thought it was pretty cool that he was able to open some portals, you know, to, just to see, like, oh, there's a surprise ability that Ned has. And the fact that he brought it up earlier and it was like, uh, I started getting this feeling in my fingertips, and then yeah. uh, Strange was like, "You should probably see your doctor." <laughs> but then the fact that he can actually like open portals, he has that ability, and then the fact that he doesn't really remember that he does. I think I could see that 
um, like moving towards him becoming a villain, and then maybe Spider or Peter Tom Holland's Peter Parker kind of because he obviously he knows that he can do it, and he knows that he was his former best friend. But now there's this a there's this like direction that they can go in to turn Ned into a bad guy, and then have Peter you know try to help them. Maybe even. He's a bad guy. Peter helps him remember, and then they start working together. Who knows? But uh, I think it's pretty interesting, and I'm kind of excited to see where they, or what direction they take that in. Mm-hmm. He's really that missing uh, Sinister Six the villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ned. It was Ned all it's along. Ned. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Oh man. Well, I guess it's my turn now. And you know what? I ended up watching Spider-Man No Way Home on opening night. And uh, the reactions were just pretty darn crazy because, you know, on opening night, that's usually when all the fanboys come out, uh, you know, schedule wise, if, if it works out and if you're lucky enough to actually get tickets. So my question to you guys is. Which part of Spider-Man No Way Home? And I'm not talking about the loudest reaction necessarily. Which part had the best reaction in your opinion. And you know what? Let's start off with Jeff, since you are the uh, biggest Spider-Man fan I know. I think, oh man, the biggest reaction you said? I th- uh, No, the best. The best the reaction. Best. Yeah, it could, be, it could be an oh, underrated man. one. It oh, could here be, we go. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, okay, we'll start off with the best. So, um, you know when... Um, the, the three Spider-Men are uh, toward the end when they're they're all suited up and they're fighting the 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 villains um, at the Statue of Liberty, um, and they start you know trying to 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 work out their plan and everything, but then they start like they're like I'm not used to working as a, with a team, <laughs> not used to working with a team, and then they're so like they like come together and they like, try to figure out how to work as a team. And then after that, um, they you know they come up with a plan, and then they jump out and they swing together, all three of them at the same time. I mean, that was like, my mind was blown when that was happening. I couldn't. I was sad because I knew that this was going to end at some point. <laughs> I was happy <laughs> because, like Jacob said earlier in the podcast. Never in my mind that I, I did I imagine that all three of those actors would be together playing Spider-Man at the same time, and the fact that they were swinging, and you know that with the camera work, um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a silhouette of all three of them in the moon or something like that, and then they all land on top of I think it's, it's the Statue of Liberty's yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. When all three of them land, and there's a shot of all three of them, our audience went crazy, and then I went crazy inside. And like just such a rush of emotions, um, and yeah, I felt like I was, I was on the brink of death, but at the brink of um, being reborn, <laughs> being re- reborn at the same time. I mean, it was it was amazing, Dude, it was spectacular. I I feel like that was as close to a an Avengers dun dun dun, dun but yes. with yeah. with. The Spider-Man score, and then you get obviously all three just landing one after the other, and I was like, and, and then they land with their uh, the poser pose that uh, Yelena mm-hmm. likes to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To add to that, I 
I was watching a, a breakdown video of Spider-Man because, um, well, I only watched it one time. And even watching the breakdown video, I forgot some things that happened that were pretty big. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, at that scene, um, he pointed out that uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, was, like, going to be the one that was going to land first based on, like, how they were, like, slinging up there and stuff. But then he actually pulled them up, too, so that they could all land at, like, the same time-ish. Yeah, they the all, like, he he webbed, or they webbed his web. Yeah. And then he, he like, pushed them, he pulled them forward. Exactly. Oh, man. I didn't notice that when I was watching it, but when he pointed it out in the, the breakdown video I was watching, I was like, wow, that's, that, that's crazy. Oh, shoot, I need to see that scene again. Yeah, dude, you gotta re- there's too much to rewatch, and I, like you said, it's just crazy that they're all like in the same place at the same time. And um, shoot, that's crazy. I think just one of my I just want to mention real quick because we're talking about the three Spider Men. It's basically like um, my favorite line for some reason I feel like of the movie is uh, when they're in the lab and they're about to head out and all that stuff. But then, you know, Tobey Maguire still dressed up in his regular clothes. And then just the way Andrew Garfield says it, it's like, so uh, are you go- are you going into battle like as a cool youth pastor? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, obviously he brought his own suit. Because that would be really weird if there's like two Spider-Man and then just Tobey Maguire like swinging around. As a youth swinging pastor. Youth as a youth pastor. pastor. Outfit. <laughs> Because it was too accurate. Oh, wow. Uh, what was the question was again? <laughs> oh, the, the question again was, uh, which part of Spider-Man No Way Home had the best reaction? It, not necessarily the biggest one. Mm. What was, in your opinion, the best reaction? Oh, man, that's tough, man. Okay, for me, the, mo- the, the reaction I was most proud of is when Charlie Cox is, um, yes. or when... when Matt Murdock slams like his his uh, walking, walking stick, cane. yeah, yeah, on the on the ground, and then he sits down and all that stuff, and he just, I was surprised uh, of how loud our, it, obviously it wasn't as loud as Andrew Garfield or Tom McGuire, but it just it, the fact that people like started cheering for Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock in that scene, I, I don't know, I felt proud in a way, like yes acknowledgement for Matt Murdock from Daredevil himself in. In Netflix, because, you know, he's not Spider-Man, but, you know, like, I don't know. I just was, like, so happy that people acknowledged him in the in that showing. Unfortunately, like, when I watched it the second time with Jacob, they didn't really. It was like, who's this guy? Aww. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I had, like, when I saw him, I went crazy in my seat, but I didn't hear anything from the audience, really, honestly. Yeah, our, our audience was kind of whack. <laughs> Except for that one couple behind us. Yeah, I they mean, reacted she, to everything. <laughs> yeah, the couple that was like, "Who's that?" I'm like, oh, "That's, that's freaking Andrew Garfield, dude." She didn't know who Andrew Garfield was, but she was crying at every at all the right parts. She's a yeah, she was crying a lot. But anyway, oh man, my Thursday night, the first viewing, um, when they literally had the yeah that uh, I guess walking stick part, and everyone around me like the whole theater i want to say uh, more more than half knew it was so loud and when they recognized charlie cox as uh, matt murdoch 
I and every, I was in disbelief that it was like they actually showed him right then and there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what was said during that scene for like the <laughs> next uh, couple of minutes. I like I felt like I had an out of body experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, dude. Yeah. It was not. That's that one was such a good one. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that, Jim. I think the way that you describe it as proud is is how I felt too. Because I the first time I watched it was with Jeremy and. Like he said, the crowd went crazy. And for some reason, when that happened and our crowd went crazy, I, I just had a gut feeling that the rest of the movie was going to be so epic. Mm. Yep. From that, that point was, on, I was like, that was wow. it, it was the one that like literally burst open the, uh, the floodgates, really. It was mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah. And after that, our audience just reacted to everything. And it was so, it was so much fun. All right, Jacob, your turn. What was the absolute best reaction in Spider-Man No Way, no Way Home? For my viewing, um, once again, this was, uh, what was it, a Monday night, I believe, when, we, when I went to go watch it the first time. Um, so obviously we didn't have very many like, die-hard Spider-Man MCU fans in the, in the audience. Mm. Um, um, yeah, like Jeremy said, there was not much of a reaction when uh, Matt Murdock showed up on screen. So I kind of knew that I was going to be like reacting in my chair for a lot of the movie while not much was going to be going on the rest of the uh, theater. But um, one thing that was, uh, or obviously that everybody re- really reacted to, um, was when Tobey Maguire came through that portal. Because the first time Andrew Garfield came through and... So everybody was like, oh, Andrew Garfield, or not everybody, but some people were like, oh, like another Spider-Man. But then obviously when that second portal opened up, you knew who was coming through that yeah. second portal. And then everybody was just like the anticipation, like, oh, you know, and then I reacted. Honestly, I didn't really hear a lot of what was going on in the rest of the theater because of I was just like mind blown as to what was going on <laughs> on screen. Um, honestly with the entire movie but I'd say that that was the one that really drew the biggest reaction from uh, my audience dude what's funny is that uh, there was a mom sitting to my right you know to the right of you also but like throughout the movie she would she knew like the villains like the older villains and when Tobey Maguire she popped out, she she went crazy, dude. I was like, oh, I, was, I was surprised. I was like, like I, I don't know. This mom brought her two sons, and the the two sons weren't going as crazy as their mom. And then the mom was going crazy when Tobey Maguire said, "Oh, that's the old Spider Man." Oh man, it's like, that's oh, kind of cool. That's crazy, Jeremy. Actually, I'm not surprised. You know why? Hmm. Ned's Lola, aka <laughs> Ned's grandma, was given him the the look when he when she saw the youth that that youth pass, that cool youth pastor he's like she gave she gave him the eye i was like oh shoot lola you go on with your bad self yeah <laughs> yeah he had to like Damn. wave at her and all that so i remember that oh shoot yeah. all right well, i'll give a little uh, special mention to another scene um Obviously, living in the Bay Area, there's a lot of Filipinos here. I was watching it with my family, so my mom, my dad, my grandma were there. Um, <laughs> when Ned's Lola, Ned's grandma, started speaking Tagalog, <laughs> that's when, I, honestly, I think I heard an even a bigger reaction just because I heard how loud my dad was laughing, my mom was laughing, my grandma was laughing. It was just, it was a <laughs> great to see that on screen as a Filipino, but also to, like, you know, 
just the fact that, <laughs> and also, sorry, how slow she was speaking Tagalog, which is the main language of the Philippines for those who don't know. She was speaking really slow. And that's something that my dad and my mom were bringing up uh, a lot after the movie. It was, <laughs> it was like she was talking in slow motion to try and pronunciate every single syllable. <laughs> Which is that's true, huh? If you know Filipinos, that's rarely how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loud. It's usually hella fast. Yeah, and loud, loud, loud yeah. and fast. Uh, you know like what's actually? Arguing. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I actually uh, got a meme forwarded to me, and actually, I have it right in front of me. Um, <laughs> actually, friend of the podcast and actually past guest Andrea forwarded this to me. So shout out to Andrea. She forwarded me this, and she and it was a tweet. Basically saying, my favorite Filipino Christmas movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> and then <laughs> the caption said, sorry, Lola. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a great scene. Oh yeah. my God. Well, to answer my own question, I mean, uh, Jacob already kind of touched on it. Um, I feel like, the be- uh, in my opinion, the best reaction was the, was the Andrew Garfield one. Here's why. Mm. When Ned just opens the portal, you're already kind of thinking, and a lot of people are kind of expecting, okay, we're going to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But the fact that he was in a dark alleyway, you couldn't really see, he was kind of far away. And you see this, obviously this guy that looks like Spider-Man, it's like, oh, okay. But it's more of the anticipation, like, wait, are they doing it? Is this about to happen? And then as he's walking towards the little portal that Ned uh, opens and when he steps out and he unmasks himself, the reaction in my theater was like, oh, my God, holy shit, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's mind was blown. And obviously, you know, Toby's was like just as loud as a pop, like maybe even more. But I feel like the reaction, the slow burn of a is this actually gonna happen after all the rumors i feel like andrew garfield he gets a lot of shit from those two amazing spider-man movies mm-hmm. and uh, jeremy knows because i actually started re-watching it and you'll you know we'll get to the uh pre- previous movies a little bit later on there's your little teaser i feel like andrew garfield's a little underrated and uh oh my goodness i i just love how he was actually you know what if we were going to give an mvp or favorite character i feel like andrew garfield was would be my favorite spider-man or character in this movie Mm. hot take Mm. i don't know maybe not like his um he andrew garfield was always a really good spider-man but he was a good spider-man in in kind of some some weird movies man (laughs) for sure like so they definitely could have been better they could have lived up to to how he how passionate he was for the character that's for sure he was so good so yeah. good Palm i think his pa- yeah his passion really i think really seeped through um in no way home andrew garfield i because he always spoke about his passion in interviews and everything and i believed it um but i don't think his his personal movies really did him justice but in no way home i i, I really felt his passion i think that was amazing Oh yeah, he definitely took it seriously the the role. He he definitely I think in recent interviews he just said it was like an honor to, you know, just to be part of the lineage, you know? Mhm. I like yeah, Ken I like how, how <laughs> Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I like Ken how you described it as a slow burn. 
mm. um, that that anticipatory time before um, Andrew Garfield, you know, comes in. Um, and I remember like my feelings when I was seeing it happen. And I was like, okay, this, you know, obviously Andrew Garfield comes, right? And everybody's going crazy. I'm going crazy. And then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, if I'm going crazy right now this much for Andrew Garfield, I'm, I'm, I was almost afraid of how I was going to react when Toby, I was, it's like, am I going to cry or am I going to scream? I had no idea how I was going to react. I was like, yeah, that was such a huge moment. Obviously. Wait, how did you react to Toby Maguire showing up in his youth pastor getup? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was a little surprised he was in the youth pastor getup. That kind of took me back a little bit. Um, but, but I, I, you know, it was kind of like such a surreal feeling. I almost don't remember like how I really felt. But I just remember being like, I don't think there's enough words to describe. <laughs> besides mind blown epic legendary whatever yeah it's just too much too much i just those i i cuz as i described uh andrew garfield's spider-man to uh cameron i mentioned him earlier um he's kind of like the middle child of of the spider-man right so he's the kind of like the the black sheep the one that was kind of maybe slightly neglected <laughs> a little bit but i like how uh, and um the Toby fans sometimes like they would fight with the Garfield fans and all that stuff. But the one scene that like settled that and made it like a truce was the back cracking scene. Oh <laughs> so. yes, yeah. oh, that was so good. It was so mad because of uh, the was it Spider Man Two? Spider Man. Spider Man Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he hurt his back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Ooh, my back. <laughs> Yeah, I, right. honest, I also liked how uh, Ken mentioned the, the slow burn anticipation for uh, Andrew Garfield coming out. But honestly, at at that moment when that portal opened and I saw, like, um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man just, like, you know, like, looking through the portal, like, what is that? I, I honestly forgot that there were rumors <laughs> of all three Spider-Man, Spider-Men, that were going to be showing up in this movie. And then it wasn't until he like walked through and I, and I looked at his suit. I was like, wait a minute. And then he unmasked <laughs> himself and then I was like, oh, it's here. Yeah. And then yeah. I re- yeah. I was like, why did uh, Spider-Man get a little taller, a little leggier? <laughs> and why did his suit change? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, that's crazy. Uh, you know what, guys? We've reached a part of the podcast now where we got bragging rights. And, you know, this is a supersized pod that we're doing right now. And, you know, we got to keep certain traditions alive. And so one of those traditions that we've started way back in episode one is guessing the Rotten Tomatoes score. And so for season three, you know, we kind of reset the scores every season. Uh, we're kind of almost towards the end of season three. Uh, we got this head-to-head com- uh, competition between me and Jeremy, and currently I'm I'm as surprised as anyone that I'm actually up ten to seven, and so I I feel like we've given No Way Home a lot of glowing remarks. Jeremy, do you want to take a stab at uh, what the Rotten Tomato score is? And just to remind everyone, we don't know what uh, we we guess uh, beforehand. We don't cheat. We write it down and we reveal our scores, our guesses anyway, uh, on the pod. So, Jeremy, go ahead and give us your guess. Uh, I'm going to guess 96%. Ooh, okay. 
Jacob, why don't you take a, a, a swing at this one? Hmm. Uh, but, well, before I get into my uh, guess, um, I'm just going to say, when I, I saw this post, on, I think it was on Instagram or Twitter, but it was after uh, Spider-Man No Way Home had initially premiered, and so mm. pretty much all the reviews were um, like critic reviews, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was there were 46 reviews, and it was still at 100%. Oof. But that was wow. before it, it like came out in theaters, actually in theaters. So that was all critics' review, which was amazing to me. But um, getting to my guess, I'm going to have to give it a 94%. Ooh, a little mm. pessimistic. All right. just, okay. just a little bit. Just a, little a little bit of bit. variance. All right. Jeff, our resident uh, Spidey expert, what is your mm. guess? I would say um, I would have to go... In between, um, nine, I, I would think 95%. Ooh, 95%. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, not quite as high as Jer- uh, Jeremy's, I think, because maybe some critics, critics would say, like, oh, you know, you'd have to watch the other Spider-Man movies to really appreciate it. But mm. still, 95%. Yeah. I'm kind of a, I'm a little worried about my guess. Amazingly enough, I mean, again, pun intended, uh, the four of us actually <laughs> guessed different um scores so oh, my guess is 98 percent. So... i'm a little bit more Ooh. optimistic Ooh, watch it to 97 <laughs> that'd be funny <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm surprised so, um, none of us like got any of like the same score i'm genuinely surprised i know so am i mm-hmm. i really am and so i'm checking uh the rotten tomatoes a score now and wait who guessed 94 percent? yes That's jacob Oh, on the money, 94%. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And we we lost against both. (laughs) I know. Like, we were way off. Again, we lost to both. But I'm not surprised. I knew it. (laughs) But for bragging rights, Jeremy, you were closest. Um, And so you take the point. Things have now tightened up. It's now 10 to 8 heading into next week. And we'll talk about next week a little bit later on. So, dang, 10 to 8. Yeah, 10 to 8 for us, but Getting it's like close. 0 and 5 towards the guests. <laughs> I, think we've, I think there was only one episode where I think we, one of us came out on top. Yeah, I think it was against Andrea. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> it's like, oh. oh. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, Andrea will probably have maybe an opportunity in a future episode. We'll see. <laughs> Redeem yourself. True. <laughs> nice. All right. So um, I, I know we, you know, we're not necessarily doing a, a weekly real awards uh, for this supersized pod, uh, but you know what? We're gonna, you know, do a a favorite. I love you three thousand award where we rate Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, a rating between one and three thousand, and so, uh, Jeremy, you know what? Since we've already kind of completed our MCU rewatch, let's go ahead and combine it with where we would rank uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home on our, uh, I guess, twenty-seven movie MCU rewatch. Yep. So, first, I'm I'm gonna rank it, uh, or not rank it, score it out of three thousand. So I'm gonna give it a twenty-eight fifty out of three thousand. So that's ninety-five percent. Uh, and then I guess this is the bigger reveal. I'm gonna put it out of 27 at number three. (laughs) (laughs) After Iron Man, so my top three now are Captain America, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, 
Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. What did it uh, wow. displace at, at now number four? Endgame. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Interesting. Okay. Obviously, I have a different top five already, but um, for me, uh, again, my I Love You 3000 award, my rating will be uh, slightly higher, like a little bit more. 2904 at 96.8%. And I'm actually ranking it at number three as well. Mm. Yes. So for me, I still have Captain America Winter Soldier at one. Mm. I still have Avengers Endgame at two. Mm. Spider-Man No Way Home at three. It displaced Black Panther at now it's four. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys know what uh, me and Jeremy think. You know what? Now let's uh, let's get into our guests. And so, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and give your rating from one to three thousand? Well, my rating from one to three thousand, I give it a whopping twenty nine hundred out of three thousand, which comes out to about ninety six point seven percent. Just to expand a little bit on why I gave it that, and not like a little higher. Honestly, it could have been three thousand too. But the only reason <laughs> that I gave it a little bit lower was because I felt like there were some, like, sad scenes. For example, when um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man caught MJ from Mm -hmm. falling, I feel like there were a little, a few moments where there was a sad moment where I wanted it to play out a little bit more. Mm. And then they, but they kind of cut it off and, you know, went to the next scene, which is understandable, but that's the only little critique I have. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I haven't, obviously... Uh, put a official ranking out there for the MCU movies yet, but I actually did put No Way Home at number three, and my <laughs> ranking. So, right. What at, do you have uh, above it? Above it, number one, I had to go with a uh, Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's too good of a still, movie. It's it's still there. <laughs> and uh, number two, I actually have Avengers: Infinity War. Mm, that's yeah. a really good. One. I love the variants. Yes. All right. Nice. Cool, cool. All right. Our number one Spidey fan, <laughs> Jeff. This is, I mean, you're main, you're basically the main event. We're just like opening acts for you. Well, what do you <laughs> actually give Spider Man No Way Home? I'm really anticipating your score. And if you want to rank it amongst, uh, I guess, a, a rough MCU, uh, go ahead and do that too. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to have to go with on uh, 29.50. Oof. Okay. Mm. So it's, yeah, almost like Jacob said, almost a perfect 3,000. Um, I, I give it, you know, a few point, uh, 50 points off because uh, I feel like to properly enjoy the movie, you do have to watch like the, the older uh, Spider Man movies. Yeah. But um, just overall, I think that this movie captures the essence of Spider-Man and his character. Um, so it's practically close to perfect. Um, nit- nitpicks, nit- nitpicks here or there, but yeah, close to perfect. Um, like Jacob, I don't have a complete uh, MCU ranking, but I would definitely say top top three is Ooh. easily. Oh, with with what other, what other two movies? Um, off the top of my head, I really liked Endgame. Um, Captain, yeah, Winter Soldier. Um, I'm playing around with Infinity War a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And oh man, an Iron Man, Iron Man, <laughs> the first Iron Man. So it's hard, yeah. But top three, I would say top three. 
Yeah. Uh, just to kind of add to your thing, and I again, I feel like, uh, again, what Jacob was talking about with nitpicks, uh, just to kind of add to what Jeffrey said, I've had conversations where because a more uh, casual fan who may have not watched all the previous Spider-Man movies or even all the previous like MCU Spider-Man movies or just the MCU in general, I can see how a lot of people can be like meh about the movie because they mm-hmm. don't understand a lot of the references. They didn't catch any of the stuff. Uh, for me personally, I think one of the reasons why I probably liked it, one of the not as good as Jer- uh, Jeffrey apparently, uh, but I, I was able to complete my Spider-Man rewatch. And so I, I'm really glad that I did that because everything was still fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to go off of uh, what Jeffrey said, I love the way that he put it into words that No Way Home really captured the entire essence of what, you know, what Spider-Man is. We got just like everything in that movie, all sorts of emotions. And that's, I mean, that's really, I couldn't have put it in better words than that, honestly. Yeah, uh, that, we might have to put that in the, uh, the episode notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're uh, almost through uh, with this uh, supersized pod. Uh, The last thing really before we kind of wrap up the episode is, I mean, this is now the ninth Spider-Man film that has been a a major release. I mean, we're talking about uh, the three Raimi movies, the two web movies, the three MCUs, and we're throwing in uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. This is the part of the episode where we're ranking all nine Spider-Man big releases. And so, uh, Jacob, do you want to bat lead off for us and ranking them from worst to first, nine to one? Go ahead. Worst to first, huh? <laughs> I like that. Um, I actually haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse yet. <gasps> okay. Yeah, so... Inc- we'll, we'll just put that as incomplete. Just go ahead and do yeah, your top eight. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I didn't really feel comfortable ranking that one as Number of yet. Number nine. But um, number eight, I'll have to go with, uh, for now, since I haven't done a rewatch, so this is pretty pretty much like a pretty rough, uh, you know, ranking, but I put uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 as number eight, Spider-Man 3 as number seven, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 as number six, Spider-Man Homecoming as number five, uh, Spider-Man 1 with uh, Tobey Maguire, his first one in the Raimi series. I put that one at number four. Uh, Number three, I put Spider-Man Far From Home. Number two, Spider-Man 2. Ooh. And number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, no, man. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. For me, the, the reason that I put... No Way Home on top above Spider-Man 2 because obviously Spider-Man 2 is a great movie. Um, the only reason that I put it up there is because of the, all the nostalgia that comes with you know bringing all three Spider-Mans back and it kind of just comes full circle, brings everything together, like everything that I've been anticipating, things that I haven't been anticipating or that I didn't know I was anticipating <laughs> that came up during the movie. It was just... And like Jeffrey said, it captured the entire essence of Spider-Man. You know what? I feel like a lot of people will not argue with your list. That's a really good list, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a good list, man. Uh, 
for me, starting at number nine and putting Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's going to actually be pretty similar uh, similar to yours, Jake. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, number eight, Spider-Man 3. Number seven, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, number six, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number five, Into the Spider-Verse. Number four, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number three, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man, 2002. Number two, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) And then Spider-Man 2 at number one. And just look. So with (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home, (laughs) it's like you got to – I have to counter – like I have to think about how long it's been since Spider-Man 2 and how long I've been like in love with that movie at the same time and no way home is like the new shiny toy and all that stuff mm. and i am gonna give it some time i was tempted i'm like oh put it above spider-man 2 but i'm gonna give it some time let's stew a little bit uh see how i feel even though i watched it a couple times um but i feel like spider uh, spider-man 2 is still that 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 movie is is more than just spider-man it's like a it's like a life lesson type of movie mm-hmm. uh at least for me it's just as I get older, um, I relate to more of what happens in Spider-Man Two, but No Way Home is—it's like a blast, and it reflects a lot of, like you said, what Spider-Man should be, and hopefully continues to be in uh, the future movies. Yeah, I just to kind of add to what Jeremy was talking about. I remember we were having a conversation offline when we were both. We just happened to start our uh, rewatch with Spider-Man. We were talking about how Spider-Man 2, man, whatever could go wrong went wrong for Peter Parker. And I felt so bad for him, like uh, Mm -hmm. in certain parts of the movie. And uh, it is basically a metaphor for life because sometimes life just kind of like kicks you in the balls when you're already down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Well, I'll go next because we're saving Jeffrey for last again because he's the main event. (laughs) Um, hot take. Nah, not really hot, hot take. I, and Jeremy knows this. I absolutely hated the amazing Spider-Man 2012. Mm. Um, upon rewatch, I just felt like Andrew Garfield just seemed not likable for a lot of the movie. Um, and I don't know. That's where I have it. That's why I have it last. Spider-Man three at number eight, (gasps) because the amazing Spider-Man two, I feel is so underrated now. Oh, Uh, wow. I have that at seven because I kind of ignored a lot of the uh, the, the villains because they were, again, awful. But I felt that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's chemistry mm. with mm. Peter Parker and Gwen, if you rewatch it, their chemistry is smoldering hot. It's so good. You guys got to rewatch Amazing Spider-Man too. No, I really do. Mm. I need to rewatch all of them. Yeah, I watched it last year, so... Yeah. Still a mess, but I can see why people <laughs> like it. <laughs> it. It was good. I felt he was so much more likable in the second one versus the first one. Mm. Um, but to complete it, I have Homecoming at six, Spider-Man 2002 at five, Far From Home at four, Into the Spider-Verse at three, mm. and Spider-Man two at two. Oh, man. We're going no way home. Uh, and I was, I was trying to, again, like, like what Jeremy was saying, I was trying not to, like, okay, shiny new toy. This is still fresh or whatever. I've seen it three times in the first weekend, <laughs> and I was trying to, like, not 
you know, like overhype it as much. And it still holds on the third viewing. No Way Home wow. just has those moments that just makes you f- kind of fanboy. Or there's, there's just so much to unpack. I feel like in the third viewing, there's still stuff that maybe you didn't catch the first two times. Mm-hmm. I know there's yeah. stuff I'm going to catch in the second one that I was just completely slipped my mind in the first one because there's so much going on. There's a lot. A lot. I'm All right, Jeffrey, you're up. See, you're yeah. bad and clean up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before I get to my list, uh, I'm kind of curious about Into the Spider-Verse. I've only seen it maybe twice. Um Ken, your your ranking on Into the Spider Verse is pretty high. Um, what did you oh. really enjoy about it? Um, just out of curiosity, it was a fresh take uh, on it. Uh, I really did uh, like Miles Morales because you know, with a lot of the Peter Parker, I mean, I'm sorry, the earlier Spider Man movies and TV shows, it's always been Peter Parker. I wasn't really familiar with the whole Miles Morales thing, and so to be able to, um see miles morales and see how his story was uh you know at the forefront but we got to see the different versions of peter parker i thought it was very creative and some of the uh animation was beautiful i love that one specific shot of when uh miles morales he has his new suit and he's jumping off the building but they've inverted the camera and it so it looks Mm -hmm. like he's actually going up and he's rising that is just amazing to me and that's why um into the spider-verse i feel is um underrated and i love that movie uh i've probably watched that movie like five times now i need to watch it again i think i have to do like what jacob said i could just watch everything um from the beginning um but yeah to get to my list oh man this was this was challenging um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, my list is going to turn out as you know very similar to Jeremy's out of out of um, all of us. Uh, at number nine, Amazing Spider-Man Two. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I try to give it more love, but man, there's it's kind of messy. It's kind of it messy. is messy. But but I do have to agree. Um, the Gwen and and Peter chemistry. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that since the first viewing. Since the first viewing, but the more that I watch it, it's like man, it's it's kind of messy. Um, number eight, Spider Man three. Then Amazing Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. Then Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man Far From Home, Spider Man two thousand two, and then uh. Spider Man No Way Home. Oh, yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holding my breath for hell long. I know. <laughs> Pause for um, dramatic effect. <laughs> seriously. Um, no Way Home, I think what draws or what keeps it at number two, at least for now, is the fact that I think to properly enjoy it. I, I've said it a few times. You need to watch the other Spider-Man movies. Mm. In Spider-Man 2 in itself... Um. You can just, I think you could just watch it. Anybody can watch mm. it and pick it up and just uh, appreciate the movie. And people can relate to it um, and appreciate every scene and every moment. Um, but I, I do, <laughs> I was very tempted to put No Way Home first um, just because I feel like No Way Home was really fun compared mm. to mm. um, Spider Man <laughs> 2. Like Ken said earlier, he was just kicked in the balls 
even though he was down um, all the time, like he just kept getting everything was just going wrong for Peter in Spider-Man 2. Um, I, I felt like No Way Home had a, a wider range, a wider spectrum of 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 emotion, like really mm. joyful and then really sad at the same time. Um, but like Jeremy, I think I need to give it a little bit more time to settle in, to properly put it over Spider-Man 2. Because Spider-Man 2 for me has just held up for for the longest time. So mm. that's my ranking for now. Ooh, that's so good. Uh, just kind of going back to Spider-Man 2 real quick. The th- scene that I always th- talk about, and I think me and Jeremy have joked about it offline, is remember when he finds out uh, or whatever, uh, well... It's a scene where James Franco, uh, Harry, just starts slapping him <laughs> just randomly because yeah. he's drunk and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, he's already kind of, like, sad already. And then that's when he sees Mary Jane engaged to uh, J- uh, Jameson's son or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's getting kicked in the balls already. That scene always is what I feel like epitomizes uh, Spider-Man 2. That's, that's how he got his web block. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what they call it, web block. Web block. By the way, just speaking of web block, when they were marveling at how Toby Maguire, Peter Parker can shoot webs out of the thing, the the line, arguably the line of the whole movie is like, "Do you shoot shoot at webs out of anywhere else or whatever it was?" <laughs> I forget what the exact word he goes. That I yeah. was dying. Yeah, he what was Tom like, Holland uh, asked. Yeah, Tom Holland was like, "Do you just shoot webs out of your wrists or?" Uh... <laughs> Uh, anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah I don't think even I don't think the camera was even on Tom Holland Spider-Man <laughs> you just hear him in the background <laughs> that was hilarious oh my god well we're pretty much almost done with this episode but before we wrap up this episode guys Jeremy um, do you want to preview what we have uh, go, uh, coming up uh, next week for uh, the weekly real podcast yeah so we're returning to a world of two realities one everyday life the other the matrix so keanu reeves returns to the matrix once more in the matrix resurrections okay i have to make sure i got that right because <laughs> like how many times i've been saying revolutions i keep <laughs> like, saying it too <laughs> so the matrix uh, resurrections i guess as the time that we're releasing this and now that we're recording this um it's on hbo max and it's in theaters, and I we, we haven't seen, or at least I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I think Ken has seen it. No, no, I haven't no, seen it. Yet? I'm still doing my rewatch. Actually, I'm uh, almost done with Reloaded, so I got oh. another movie and then into that one. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm pretty excited for this because you know Keon Reeves and all that stuff returning back to the Matrix, and that's going to be uh, episode 54. So that's going to be next Monday. Yes, definitely looking forward to that. Um, and so, um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool to kind of rewatch some of the stuff. Some of the stuff is still kind of holds up from the earlier movies, but some of it started starting to look a little dated. Uh, but man, that first Matrix is uh, first Matrix movie is still such a classic. So before we wrap up, uh, let's go ahead and do some plugs, uh, Jeff. Do you have anything to plug uh, moving forward? Any projects you're working on, or if they want to follow you on the social medias? Yeah, you can if you like. If you want, if you're interested at all, uh, my life isn't that interesting. <laughs> but don't say uh, that. You're amazing. <laughs> you know, I think that's a Spider-Man thing to do, right? Put yourself down. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, Spider Jeef, of course. Um, that's Spider and then J E E F. Jeef like beef. <laughs> we'll put that in the episode no- notes. Jeef like beef. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. All right. Uh, how about you, Jacob? Uh, so currently, you can find me on both Twitter and TikTok at FashoJ. I'm actually not on Instagram right now, taking a little break from that. Um, and on Twitch, if any of you guys enjoy watching some Call of Duty gameplay, I do stream on there at uh, Fasho underscore Jax, J-A-X. All right. We'll put all the all of Jacob's links and everything on there as well. Uh, we'll try to link everything. We'll do the same for Jeff. Uh, Jeremy, do you have anything to plug for the upcoming week? Uh, let's plug my Twitter this time, even though I don't use it. So it's going to be <laughs> JP underscore flicks. That's in the episode notes as well. All right. And then for me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at free Kenne, like everyone else, we'll put it in the episode notes and I'm still working on planning like this project that I mentioned last week. So hopefully maybe by next week, we'll have more of an update and something a little bit more concrete. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, guys, before we wrap up the episode for good, any final thoughts or quick hitters on Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, I, have, I actually have a couple. Um, first one, I just want to give major props to William Dafoe. Willem. Oh. Willem. Willem, sorry. Willem, <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Willem Holy Dafoe. crap. Like, I did not expect him to be so such a good character, I think. Such a um, fun Integral. character to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was just, he was really into, it felt like he put his heart into the, into, into this, uh, into the movie. And it was just so much fun seeing him again. <laughs> mm, yeah. Dude, the first time you see that pumpkin bomb, like everyone was like, <gasps> is that mm, happening? It's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause the in the trailers, fight. Which, which, oh yes. The, yeah, condo, the condo fight, fight. is something that we haven't mentioned yet, but yeah, the condo fight was like nuts. It was like freaking the joker in that scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i was uh that was one of the big scenes for me when uh the green goblin and uh tom holland were fighting it felt like i was watching it straight out of uh um winter soldier it felt like a winter soldier-esque fight scene so i that's i think that's why i really enjoyed that and the the fact that willem dafoe still had that that really creepy green goblin smile on his face while he's getting punched by the Peter, Tom Holland's Peter. That was just, he, he did great, honestly. Coming back and just performing like that, I thought was amazing. No pun intended. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was an intense scene. Um, you really could feel like the punches and everything and uh, like what Andrew Garfield was kind of alluding to where he stopped uh, pulling back his punches. Definitely Tom Holland, Peter Parker was not holding back his punches during that scene. If, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but that condo scene was so brutal, and I feel like the last really brutal fight that Spider-Man had within the live-action movies was actually the first Spider-Man at the end, Spider-Man mm. versus Green Goblin. Mm. I mean, all of his other fights are epic, like with the Doc yeah. Ock and Spider-Man 2, right? Right, right. Um, And I think Far From Home had really good moments too, um, action sequences, I should say. Um, but at, in terms of brutality... I don't know. Um, I felt like 
the last one was Spider-Man, the first uh, Spider-Man 2002. Yeah, I mean, besides the fact that you know he kind of looked like a Power Ranger in that movie, and, but <laughs> like that that end, the way they displayed that fight scene at the end of the Spider-Man 2002, um, yeah, that was that was hella brutal. What was your second one, by the way? Uh, my second one was, I think one one uh, moment that could be easy, like could be overlooked. Um, that I really appreciated was when Toby Spider Man, when they were in the lab, and Toby Spider Man mentioned how he was thinking about the cure uh, for the Green Goblin, or has been thinking about the cure for the Green Goblin for for many years. It's like it's like it's happened so long ago for him, but he still carries that that uh, that the weight. Um, and, and, and shows how heavy it weighs on his heart. Like, he didn't forget about it, despite all of, all of the other crap that he went through afterwards. Um, I think it just shows, you know, how big Spider-Man's heart is. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, any more other quickers? I have one, but uh, I wanted to leave that Jake. floor open. Um, I guess one thing that I wanted, that I think was, like, really... Maybe that could be easily overlooked was um happy mm. throughout the movie because i mean he does he does have like a smaller part than usual i guess you could say but um i think all the parts where he was involved in he he kind of brought the entire thing together so like we talked about the beginning he played obviously when uh aunt may broke up with him that was that was a pretty funny part and then uh, he shows up again when I can't honestly. I can't remember if he showed up before the scene where she died again. Did he? Yeah, I mean he. Uh, Besides the phone to call, his right? condo. Yeah. Oh yeah, at the condo. That's right. But um, he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I think I forgot. I think Ken mentioned it before when Happy, like you know, he drove up and you saw the look on his face when he realized what was happening, what had happened inside. It was like, man, like obviously he cares for Aunt May. He cares for Peter, and the fact that he just looked at Peter. And told him to run because obviously he knows that he had to get out of there. I thought that was a, a pretty like powerful scene, and that just added to like the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The feeling, I guess, that they're trying to portray of how big and heavy of a scene that was. Um, I, yeah. Because that's kind of sad now that you think about it. It's like um, that's Happy's last time seeing yeah. Peter before. He That's true. Before about he, even, Peter. For her, he just forgets about him. Mm-hmm. And then I guess another thing, I mean, I think it's something that everybody has thought about, but maybe they don't really point it out in particular, was just the fact that, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, he's Spider-Man is just all alone. Nobody knows he exists. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, like, you know, who he is. But I think it really, um, at the end, when he's just, you know, looking at the his phone, trying to figure out where crime is happening, I was like, Oh, so now it's like, you know, really like neighborhood Spider-Man going around fighting crime yes. throughout New York City. So yeah. if there is going to be another uh, Sp- Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, I am very, very excited to see it. Right. And you know, he's going to be an adult now, too, mm-hmm. with a brand new suit. That suit looks pretty cool. Like oh, the yeah. brighter blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that, Jake. Um, it reminds me or... What I really appreciated about the Tom Holland movies so far is that those first two movies, 
um, Homecoming and Far From Home were, I think, were really fun. And they had, like, they're really, like, emotional moments. But then No Way Home, I think, reminds us, especially us uh, diehard Spider-Man fans, that behind the bright red and blue costume and all of the jokes that he makes when he fights... The character, if you really think about it, is really a tragic character, um, and I think that's something you can, you know, you can just glance over really quick because of how usually um, happy Spider-Man is, I guess. And mm. like I said, how he's joking around and his suit really—it's not like Batman. Batman is like, you know, dark, and it's like, oh, this is a dark, tragic, sad character in some ways. But you know, I can argue that Spider-Man is almost equally as tragic as batman but maybe that's for another time (laughs) (laughs) for the batman in march (laughs) yeah for the batman my last thing i wanted to mention uh for spider-man no way home was just aunt may needed to die dude (laughs) Uh, just because when uh the glider hit her and you know she goes to peter and all that stuff um there's pumpkin gu- she freaking pumpkin bomb thrown at her and all that stuff and she still got up i was like dude j- just for the sake of the story like on may better f- like freaking die <laughs> emotional like, stakes right emotional stakes i was like dude it, it, it would be a mistake to let her live right now yeah so i was like stay down aunt may just close your eyes <laughs> it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, already- I mean i was hella yeah. sad of course yeah. but i was mm. like I, it's like I wanted it. I wanted to be really sad because she dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a feeling she did. She was just unstable the whole time. And, yeah, um, but yeah, it it need it, it's the it's the thing that needed to happen in the story to actually make it, you know, make us connect on a more emotional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one quick hitter that I have is actually uh, based off a conversation that I had with uh, Andrea, um, and she wanted to kind of highlight the spider sense and I'm not calling it the Peter Tingle cause I yeah. refuse to. Uh, but I feel like one of the most underrated scenes in the movie is in happy's condo. And then mm. all of a sudden you get Tom Holland, Peter Parker, his spite, spidey sense is just tingling. You don't know what's going on. Cause you get to kind of see uh, everyone kind of in the background and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then when he uh, like webs, Green Goblin's uh, ha- uh, hand or whatever to the to dummy, I guess, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it it re- you know just basically revealed that Norman Osborn is pretty much gone and the Goblin is at their presence, and then mm-hmm. it just kicks it up another no- uh, notch. I felt like that was like the first domino that really fell, where it just just oh man, it just yeah. got real good right after that. So I feel like that's an underrated scene. Shout out to Andrea for kind of bringing that to our attention. That was such a good scene. Yeah, I have to like to expand on like what you're saying about that scene. I think that also like the fact that it took him that long to like figure out what was going on. I think that also shows how unstable of a character the Green Goblin is. Because obviously, P- when Peter met him, he was just this super nice, innocent guy who's so confused. This old man is just confused, doesn't know what's going on, and then there he's just trying to figure out oh what what's this like feeling of or i sense danger and Mm -hmm. it's just like takes him a while to figure it out but yeah yeah i think aside from the the spider men i think green goblin was my favorite character Mm. Mm. yeah i have to agree um last thing i thought it was pretty cool that the villains just 
related to one another because they were in their own universe. I thought the banter was pretty fun, especially in the dungeon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be careful hilarious. where you fall, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that killed me. That day, hey, you gotta be careful where you fall. Oh, and one last thing. I completely forgot. Just see, I'm just thinking of random quick hitters. The yeah. Miles Morales uh, uh, mm, like, reference. Uh, like reference was yeah. so good. Because yeah. I'm a huge fan of Into the Spider-Verse as evidenced by my ranking. That was good. So good. And, and the, oh, I thought you were black. <laughs> and responding. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Like, oh, oh there's man. There's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. That's so good. Anyway, on that note, we just wanted to kind of end on a more upbeat note. Dude, Jeff, Jacob, uh, both Jeremy and I are so thankful that you, um, you know, it's Christmas time right now. And we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. I know, uh, Jacob, you're just kind of finishing finals. You're kind of decompressing. Jeffrey, you're always like, um, like working like at nights. And this is when we're uh, recording the pod at night. And so your schedule is always out of whack. So Jeremy, do you have anything to add to just the thanks? Yeah, dude, these guys, like, I've, I've talked offline with them with their, uh, about Spider-Man stuff, and we're just, I'm just thankful that you guys were able to come on the show and bring your ideas uh, and onto the podcast, because this movie, it, it, it like, me and Ken could definitely not cover all of it alone, so we needed to bring, you know, two in, two other guys into, you know, the through the portal, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ned. Thank you, Ned. Yeah. <laughs> So definitely thank you guys for, for coming on to the show. And yeah. uh, hopefully you guys uh, felt okay about uh, watching and talking about uh, No Way Home. Yeah, I guess that makes, yeah. what, Jeffrey the cool pastor, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, really, uh, thank you guys for having me again. It was really fun. Um, and um, I was really excited to do this again. Um, whenever you want to talk about Spider-Man, you know, I'm down schedule permitting, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun today too. Um, it's nice, always nice to be able to talk about movies, especially with these guys, because we're all like big fans of really any movie that hits the big screen. But especially Spider Man, and you know everything that came with this specific Spider Man, with all the cameos and stuff like that. Um, there's just a lot to unpack, and honestly, a lot of stuff that I missed that I learned, picked up from you guys that I can look forward to in the next time I watch it. So um, thank you guys for inviting us. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we love this super <laughs> supersized pod that we just did. Um, Jeremy, I can't believe this is actually our last podcast of the year um, for the Weekly Reel. Crazy, it isn't is. it? It is. It's a uh, happy new year, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I know. So uh, definitely want to thank you all, uh, the podcast audience, for supporting us for uh, another calendar year of uh, just like listening to us and supporting us and um, just checking us out. Uh, We'll see you next year. And again, sorry, Lola. From the real.